0: Another great episode of the Dream Business Radio Podcast. I am your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and this is the podcast to learn how to create your dream business so you, too, can live your dream lifestyle. By the way, I do say you, too, because you're learning from someone who has done what they teach. I have created multiple six-figure businesses, and I do get to live my dream lifestyle aboard my my yacht with my wife Stephanie and our rescue dog Blue. So, buckle up for some straight talk about what it takes to create a dream business. I have a really, really awesome guest. Uh, This week, Dr. Stephen Masley, and uh, let me read his bio. It is very impressive, so hold on to yourself. Uh, Dr. Stephen is a physician, a nutritionist, a trained chef. He's an author and the creator of the number one all-time health program for public television, 30 Days to a Younger Heart. His clinic in St. Petersburg, Florida, provides executive physicals to corporate executives, He helps motivated people tune up their brain, heart, and sexual performance. He is a fellow with three prestigious organizations, the American Heart Association, the American College of Nutrition, and American Academy of Family Physicians. His research focuses on the impact of lifestyle choices on heart health, brain function, and aging. His passion is empowering people to achieve optimal health through lifestyle changes. As a best-selling author, he has published... Several books, 10 Years Younger, The 30-Day Heart Tune-Up, Smart Fat, and his latest book coming out in February is called The Better Brain Solution, plus numerous scientific articles. His work has been viewed by millions on PBS and the Discovery Channel, the Today Show, and over 500 media interviews. His website is www.dr and that's at drmasley dot com. It's a real honor to have you on the program, Doctor Stephen. How are you today?
1: I'm well. I'm delighted to be on your show.
0: Well, I I, I do believe I've seen you on television, and um, you know, as as I was reading your bio, it, you know, the effects of lifestyle on your health and heart. As I was telling you in the green room a couple of minutes ago, my wife and I we moved aboard our boat, and. Um, we really felt for a couple of years that we wanted to escape the quote unquote rat race and slow down life a little bit. And we, we moved out to where our house was when it was, there was like two lane roads and there's now six lane roads. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, we've been doing this for eight months and we love it. We feel, we sleep well. I, I, I think I've lost a, f- a little bit of weight, even though it's, I live in a small, much smaller space, but I'm always walking up the dock to walk the dog and, I really believe there's a connection, as I'm sure you're going to tell us, about lifestyle and how you live your life and and how it affects your life and and aging and whatnot.
1: Oh, absolutely. It makes a big difference in your quality
0: of life, your energy, your brain speed, your productivity. All
1: those things depend on your lifestyle.
0: You know, the other thing... um, well, I don't want to make this all about me, so let me go to my first question. I'm sure I'll weave myself back in here soon. But, you know, my show, I have a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners um, that listen to the program, and I, I do run a, uh, a coaching group. And when we do our group calls, I'd say about every other month we have a few members who come on, Dr. Stephen, and talk about feeling burned out. They're trying to do so much. You know, entrepreneurs are driven, you know, type A personality drivers working, forget working eight hours. They work 12, 15 hours a day trying to grow their small business. And, you know, you and I, and you're the doctor, but even I know instinctively that's not healthy for them. So what advice might you have for somebody who's really trying to build a small business for for their family but but, but really feeling uh, burning the candle at both ends?
1: Well, I think it's how well you take care of yourself. You know, a race car can drive really fast and it doesn't hurt it. But it takes a lot of engineering and really good fuel and really good care to have that kind of production out of it. So most of my patients I see in my clinic are CEOs, presidents, um, entrepreneurs. They're business people. They all work a lot. They travel a lot. They're highly stressed. So my challenge is If I know someone's going to be working 50, 60, 70 hours a week, that's a given. But how do I ensure they live well, they're not at heart disease risk, their brain is sharper and quicker, they're not burning out? That's the key. What steps do they need to take so they can thrive in the environment you're describing?
0: Hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> one of the things I, I, I wanted to ask you about, uh, especially your, your new book coming out, is called The Better Brain Solution. How does brain health impact your productivity? I'm, I'm curious about the term brain health.
1: Well, when I see um, patients, we measure 100 markers of aging and wellness. We look at fitness and nutrition. But we also measure cognitive brain speed with computerized testing. It's like how fast does your computer run? Well, we can measure how quick your brain is. How good is your memory? How's your attention span? So we can measure those things. And after having done more than a 1,000 evaluations, we've now published what things predict improving your brain sharpness and processing speed, your ability to jump from task to task because you're mentally quick. A lot of my patients, they feel sluggish. You know they don't have memory loss. They're not dysfunctional. They're running companies, but they really do sometimes feel like their brain is just in slow motion. They sometimes they have brain fog. They're forgetful. They can't remember people's names. Um, so my challenge is, okay, let's identify the steps you can take, the lifestyle choices that'll give you a sharper, crisper brain, and you will be more productive. You will get more done if your brain's firing on every cylinder.
0: Mm. You know, um, let's 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 just talk about some uh, some of the choices people can make. Um, about this time last year, actually, about um, fourteen months ago, I was I had a uh, two two discs in my back that were um, ruptured, not herniated, but whatever the term is, where the it wasn't good. Anyway, I was in a lot of pain, had the sciatic nerve pain, and one of the things that we figured out was because of the nature of my business where I'm talking with people on the phone all the time, I sit all day long. And what I've had to do in addition to exercises, stretches, different things, I have to schedule break time so I actually get out of my chair and walk around, take walks and things like that. Is that. But I also found out, um, Dr. Stephen, that when I do that, it clears my head instead of just keeping head down, nose to the grindstone all day long. Is 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 that one of the things, just activity?
1: Well, activity is so essential. I mean, in our data, when we published what things improve brain performance, your physical activity is, is actually really close to number one. I mean, and it's both aerobic, getting your heart rate up and getting moving. That actually speeds up your brain. And when you do strength training, here's the amazing thing. When you build bigger muscles from lifting weights, you actually enlarge the size of your brain, especially the memory center. Even 80-year-olds have been shown when they do strength training, they increase the size of their brain. When they do aerobics, they increase the speed of their brain. So activity uh, of the five steps to a better brain, being more active, both something aerobic and something with strength training, are an essential um, component of those five steps.
0: So you said it was close to number one. What, what what is the number one?
1: Well, blood sugar elevations are really the number one cause of mm. decreased brain speed. If people's blood right. sugar is mildly mildly elevated, we're not talking diabetic. I mean, diabetes has a three hundred percent greater chance of getting Alzheimer's, and that's awful. But we're talking just a mild elevation, or it's not even elevated yet, but you show other signs of abnormal blood sugar control. If you have So if you're eating too many refined carbs and you're not active enough and you have blood sugar abnormalities, that really damages brain processing ability. Um, It blocks the brain cells from being able to use energy when our blood sugar is elevated. And it increases the growth of beta amyloid, that protein that's associated with Alzheimer's disease. So, blood sugar is by far the number one cause for um, premature, accelerated memory loss and brain fog, cognitive dysfunction.
0: Wow! You know, I, I have um, I've been unable to to curb, so to speak. So two years ago, I went cold turkey on all sugar—not uh, what's in apples and whatnot, but you know, the the all the sweets, the goodies,
1: Processing. Even exactly. even
0: uh, even. Even saying no to you know uh, pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. I mean, I've re- it was really hard for two to three weeks, but I've really lost my um, desire to have sweets. And um, I must admit, I think it. I think it, as you say, it's helped me with some brain clarity. Not to mention the, the not wanting uh, diabetes or, or Alzheimer's.
1: Well, huge hmm. health benefits, but just as important, um, big difference in mental sharpness and productivity.
0: Yeah. What, what about meditation? You know, people, I, I, I realize that not only, do, you know, there's the brain fog, they, they're, they're just inactive, but I think stress is a big part of, you know, being a business owner or running a big corporation, being an entrepreneur. Um, how does meditation and stress management I- improve brain performance?
1: Well, it's essential. I mean, there are, of the five steps, we mentioned activity is one, proactive stress management is another. And a lot of my patients, their brain never stops churning. Even when we try to have them sit down and we'll have them, we'll measure their heart rate variability with a tool called HeartMath, and we look at how calm and relaxed and focused are they when they're trying to meditate. And I mean, half of my patients are just in the red. They're agitated. They're anything but calm. While they're meditating, I mean, that's kind of, and at the same time, when we do their cognitive tests, they have trouble focusing, they have trouble paying attention, they have more errors on the test, they're not as quick, and even hormonally, we can see that they get a drop in um, hormones like testosterone, and they'll have a drop in DHEA, which is kind of like our stress hormone. So for people who are unable to learn to get calm, you can see it physiologically, I mean, nobody really wants their testosterone levels dropping. They don't want their cognitive performance dropping. So here's the key. It only takes about 10 minutes of peace and calm a day. So it's like giving people feedback tools to learn how to get calm, 10 minutes a day. And studies on high-level executives have shown if they do that, it really improves their productivity and their ability to get work done. So that 10 minutes has a huge beneficial um, benefit in the end.
0: Wow. So I I think you said earlier that you've done over 10,000 of these, um, you know, executive physicals and things like that. So what habits have you uncovered that most executives and entrepreneurs that are bad for their cognitive function?
1: Okay. Well, let me just – it was a 1,000, but we've seen – a thousand people several times
0: now. So I don't know if we're
1: at 10,000 yet, just for full time. Okay. But a right. thousand people been through this, and many of them we've seen up to 10 times. We've not seen all of them 10 times. So, but um, eating the right, making good food choices. I mean, number one to me is probably choosing the right foods to have, um, two is m- meeting your nutrient needs, having a realistic, Um, supplement plan. It doesn't have to be 20 pills, just a few things, good quality supplements to meet your clear needs. Three, uh, a fitness, you know, workout time that you do at at least ideally almost most days, but at least several days per week. Um, As I was just saying, 10 minutes of peace and calm, meditation, heart math, deep prayer, something where you're in this contemplative meditative state. And, um, the fifth one is there's some definite brain toxins out there that we want to identify and help people avoid because the brain toxins you know, can actually injure your brain. So even if you did everything else right, nobody wants an injured brain if they could have easily prevented it. So those are, the, those are my five steps I try to focus on and teach. And that's what the Better Brain Solution is all about, giving people the five steps they can have to have good health, um, prevent heart disease, better romantic function, but most important to me is to protect their brain.
0: I want to follow up on two things. Number one, uh, brain toxins. can. Uh, I don't know quite what you mean about that.
1: Well, there's clearly some things out there that cause brain injury. One would be mercury. And a lot of people don't realize when they're eating big mouth fish, you know, I live in Florida. People eat a lot of big mouth fish here. Grouper, tuna, snapper, swordfish, bass. Um, those fish are high in mercury. So, yes, I want people to eat seafood, but they probably need to be careful and limit their big mouth fish intake um, on those species that have a big mouth to not more than a cup, two, three times a month. Another one would be like nitrosamines. This one's really common. I mean, they sprinkle these nitrate nitrosamines on sandwich meats and deli meats and prostates meats and bacon to extend their shelf life. But people don't realize that nitrosamines are cause blood sugar elevations, and they're neurotoxic. They actually kill brain cells. So in studies, we've proven when we give people the equivalent of a serving of regular bacon or hot dog or deli meats, we injure their brain and cause cognitive decline. So it's, if you're going to buy these deli meats or uh, bacon, it's got to be pasture-raised, organically fed. You have to be really careful about dealing with these processed meats. Not only do they cause memory loss, they cause cancer. So, I mean, there's like two examples that are really common of toxins out there that aren't that hard to avoid. You just have to be more selective and buy good quality products if you're going to eat them.
0: The second thing I wanted to ask you about is supplements. I mean, you know, I don't know when they started, whether it's was 10, 12 years ago, but there's a supplement store, vitamin store in every corner, which is, it's like overwhelming when you walk in there. Is it possible for you to give us an idea of a, a couple supplements, or is that asking to prescribe something without knowing who the patient no, is? No, no,
1: I mean, in general, I can't, you know, if someone said, what should I be taking, I'd have to say, let's do a medical evaluation first. But right. generally speaking, what are the most common n- nutrient deficiencies that are associated with memory loss, for example. That's an easy one. Um, vitamin D. Most Americans are vitamin D deficient. It's in, it's crazy because it's increasing their cancer risk by forty to fifty percent or more, and it's you know causing major um, cognitive decline. We can prevent more than fifty percent of cancers just by getting vitamin D up. I mean that's amazing. Number two would be like vitamin B twelve. A lot of people are low, and B12 can cause permanent, irreversible memory loss. It never comes back. So don't let that happen. Uh, you know, another one, I think that's re- 70% of people are deficient in magnesium. You know, so in many of these things we could get from food, but we don't. So mm. magnesium is a really important one. Um, it helps with blood sugar control. It helps with blood pressure control. It's that it, there's a trillion interconnections in our brain all these synapses all these brain cells connect with each other and they need magnesium to communicate and it slows the brain down so and if I was to pick one more I would probably say fish oil that your brain is 40% fish oil by weight and if you you know if you're eating wild salmon three times a week you're good but most of my patients don't you know usually they're in a restaurant it's farm-raised salmon it's not wild salmon so they end up needing to take a good fish oil supplement if they're not eating enough seafood. So those would just be some examples of key nutrients. And, that I, you know, it's I think it's amazing how easy it is to just get a few of the right things and get a huge benefit. You don't have to take 10, 20 pills a day. And it, sh- it doesn't have to cost a fortune, but it's essential they're good quality because a lot of these things, quality really matters. And hopefully we give people all the tools to do that. With the Better Brain Solution,
0: is um, vitamin D, which I know you can. Well, let me correct me if I'm wrong. You get that from sun exposure as well. Is is there a correlation between taking a vitamin D and or being outside? Hey
1: Jim, you're totally right. You need an hour a day. Living south of that Atlanta, Dallas, um, Santa Barbara line. If you live south of that, you make it year round. so if you're on a boat and you go north of that in the summer and you come south of that in the winter, you're so good. So, but you need an hour, like in a bikini, out, you know, be around noontime, and you can't wear sunscreen. So you're basically going to get, you know, your choice is should I get skin cancer, or be low in vitamin D, or take a supplement. My first choice would be take a supplement, two thousand international units a day or more. And my second one would be get skin cancer. Let someone cut those off, but don't be vitamin D deficient because it's terrible to be vitamin D deficient.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah, that, that's that's oh, well, I've had melanoma three times. That's an easy choice. So okay, yeah, for I, you
1: gonna, then, for you, you don't need more sun. No, no. Please.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that was the answer because I was getting worried there. <laughs> um, Make sure
1: you take your 2,000 international units today. You don't need an hour of sun and a bikini every day.
0: God knows my wife doesn't want to see that. So, um, and your I want to ask you. Of course, you were. You know, we're talking a lot about your uh, your new book, The Better Brain Solution. But I'd like to ask you about your um, book, Ten Years Younger. In um, and t- and part one, it was about um, getting old before your time and how the body ages. Uh, probably a lot of things we've already talked about, you know, the food, the exercise and things like that. Is there anything else that you want to add a little bit about that?
1: That, you know, it's really not that hard. Eat the right food, like there's specific foods that are really good to slow aging. Um, meet your nutrient needs, have your activity, 10 minutes to manage your stress, avoid some toxins. The data from our clinic, and we've published this, our average patient becomes 10 years younger within just a two to three month period of time. They're physiologically younger. the The body gets better when you feed it the right foods, and you take the stuff away from it you don't need. So it's pretty. It's not that complicated. And I think we could do a hundred other things. But let's. The truth is, the easier you make this, the more successful people are, and the better their results.
0: I get that. Um, I wanted to ask you about detoxification um, and how often. Is that the right thing to do? Are you talking about fasting or something something else?
1: Well, detox, it's, it's a good point. I actually put a whole section. There's a toxin chapter in the Better Brain Solution book, and I put in a section on detoxing. Because when a lot of people read about the toxins that are in the environment, they're going to realize, oh, my gosh, I've got way too many of these. I get rid of them? And I think, you know, like spring cleaning and this, you know, makes a lot of good sense. I think doing a detox for five to seven days, once or twice a year is a really good idea. And you don't have to totally fast. I mean, we're cutting out alcohol. We're cutting out some foods. We might add a couple supplements during the week, like N-acetylcysteine, um, milk thistle, curcumin, a couple things that, that help Our body detox and remove things but some of it's just sweating it's like getting saunas or a steam bath in a good heavy sweat up with a workout you know help sweat stuff out and you do want to cut down your calories you know so for a week it's like you know doing some sort of cutting out all refined carbs I like the idea of fasting for 15 hours a day just skipping breakfast so it helps you um, burn off some fat make some ketones Um, That's a really good time to hydrate. And then for a detox week, I always have people um, skip alcohol. Not always, but I'm I'm definitely okay with, you know, a glass of red wine with dinner. But during a detox week, alcohol consumption really blocks your liver's ability to remove toxins. So... Mm. Sweating some 15 hours a day of fasting. So you'd have like lunch, afternoon snack, dinner, but nothing between 9 p.m. and noon. It's not that hard to do. You can even have tea or coffee, just black, unsweetened in the morning. So, so a little partial fast, morning fast, um, cut out the alcohol for a week, add a bunch of sweating, take a few extra supplements. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to detox. And I, I encourage people to do that. You know, our, our planet's not as clean as it used to be, and anything we can do to help remove those is probably all for the better.
0: What about um, brain activity? Um, there was, you know, I, I, so in full disclosure, I've, I've needed a, uh, my hearing has been going bad for years, and two years ago after fighting it, because quite honestly I just didn't want to wear them probably for vanity, but my wife showed me an article that said, uh, you know, loss of hearing will cause uh Less activity in the brain, which is a is a cause um, of Alzheimer's. And I was in the hearing aid place the next day getting my hearing tested. Is brain <laughs> is, is that part of it? The inactivity uh, as far as a uh, a better healthier brain.
1: I don't think it's really the memory loss. I think it's that's a drop in stimulation. I mean, either we're learning, and, you know, the good thing about the patients I work with is they're busy, they work, they're challenged, they're learning something new every day. And that's really the goal. Well, you know, the big risk is when my patients retire, some of them think, okay, I'm just going to go play golf in the morning and cocktails at 5, and I'm like yelling, no, that's not enough. Everybody needs purpose and challenge, and your brain literally will just like your biceps. If you don't use your biceps muscle, if you don't use your brain, it's going to shrink. So we want to be stimulated. We want to have conversations with people. We have to hear them to communicate. But we want to learn. We want take up. You know, I ask people learn a new language, learn to play chess, play sudoku, um, pick up a musical instrument. We should all be spending time every day being learning and challenged. Um, And that's an essential part of having a healthy, um, wonderful life and a healthy, wonderful brain.
0: Mm. Well, this has been an unbelievable uh, hour. I've, I've tried to weave in a couple questions posed as general but for my own benefit i really appreciate you've been very uh forthcoming with your information i want to wish you a lot of luck with your book the The brain the better brain solution and that comes out in uh, february you said
1: january 2nd and it's january 2nd books are on now you can go pre order it's available and they can pre-order it now and they can certainly come to the website drmasley.com and get more information if that would be helpful for them
0: so, uh, so that's your website. Is there a website for the book, or you just want people to go to the, the bookstore or to Amazon?
1: Any, you no, know, I, I don't sell the book on the bookstore. I mean, it's where Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, wherever books are sold, the book's there. So, Better Brain Solution, or if they want more, you know, and you know, much more detailed information. And I love the recipes in there too. You know, I'm a trained chef in addition to being a physician and nutritionist. So I'm really – my challenge is how do we t- make food taste awesome that's easy to prepare and really good for us? And that's that's been, a, that's a, been really a passion for me, and it's made the, writing this book really fun.
0: Well, it's been a, a real pleasure and, and an honor to have you on my program. Thank you so much, Dr. Stephen. Thank you. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Dream Business Radio. It is the podcast to help you create your dream business so you, too, can live your dream lifestyle and now um, get Dr. Uh, Masley's book and um, and do it in a very healthy way. <laughs> Thank you to uh, my editors and everybody that helps me put, put on this program and makes what I look so doggone easy. I am Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'll see you next week for another great episode, and you take good care.